0: Mm. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I need to t- take this off. Yeah, I need to lay this away. <laughs> For a very good reason. Hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <sighs> Do you know what this feels like? You ever been to go? To, you had to go to the doctor, and uh, it was it was something pretty serious. Imagine being the doctor, and you have your hand on the door, and you know you gotta have a talk. Imagine being that doctor, right? That's how I feel. Um, if 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 you came for just a, a great Instagram shareable sermon that I'm gonna give you, a good like 20 minutes to say, "Ooh, that was special." That that's not today. Um, uh, <clears throat> so let's let's dive into it. If you're taking notes, I need you to take notes. Um, Yeah, so I need to pray before we start. Can we pray? Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to speak your word this morning. And Father, let me not speak what my flesh would seem pleasing to the ears, but what you have told my spirit to speak. Let me speak what the Word says this morning, not to please man, but to change hearts. I pray that you would do something this morning. And I pray that we would speak and hear your Word. I pray that any preconceived notions are ways that we like things or expect things, I pray that we'd be able to lay it at the altar this morning and receive what you have. Let me say what you want me to say. Not a word more, not a word less. Amen. What year is it? 2020. Remember when we walked into 2020? I did. Oh, this is the year of clear vision. Hallelujah. All the prophetic people were like, woo, this is it. Then we had the impeachment trials. Then we had COVID-19. Then we had the death of George Floyd. Then we had protests and riots. Some of y'all are like, oh, we go in there today. Yes, we go in there today. We go in there today. Do you know why? Because when impeachment hit, I heard everything. Both sides of the aisle. I heard arguments and conversations. I heard things and saw posts and then covid came. And then it was what is the church supposed to do? Should we close down our doors? Okay, well cuz for me it I'm not it, my thing is not necessarily it is the government is not just much for me it's shepherding a flock of people that that God has positioned me to shepherd over. And then you have disagreements of this church is doing this and this church is not doing that and and then th- then You thought closing the doors was hard. Then deciding to open up was twice as hard. And how are we supposed to do it? And disagreements. And do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? Do you eat Lysol? Do you not eat Lysol? Who is the truth? Is everybody going to die or is not everybody going to die? And then we can't even catch our breath. And then another video comes out of another person dying. And then I hear it all over. What's his past? Well, that doesn't matter. His past doesn't matter. And then this, and then that. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. And then the protests start. Well, they're allowed to protest. Well, you're not supposed to break anything. Well, that's not all of them. If I've heard such a commotion everywhere, do you know what it's felt like? Does anybody ever have kids that all wanted to talk to you at the same time? Do you have any teachers in here that all the kids come up? Mr. So and so, Mrs. So and so, Mrs. So and so, Mrs. So and so, and it's just like, man, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> yeah, don't get Coach Medics mad. <laughs> My bad, Coach. Um, have you, and that's how it's felt Facebook, news, people, work, media, and it's just been this loud roar. And you got some people be like, oh, listen to this one. No, 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 If you're a faith, listen to this one. No, 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 no. Listen to this one. Oh, I ain't listening to none of this. I've seen it. And what's worse is this. Not only have I seen it, I've seen a lot of group think. Does anybody know what group think is? A bunch of people in a circle that agree to something, even if it's wrong. But if me and all of us agree with it, it's us against the world. And it's been us against the world, us against the world, us against the world, us against the world, us against the world. I've seen fighting. I've seen disagreements. I've seen families split. I've seen stuff that shouldn't be on Facebook be on Facebook. I've seen it. And the funny part is, is this, everybody's so confident in what they believe. Peter was confident that cutting off the soldier's ear was the right thing to do. Saul was confident that killing Christians was his calling. The crowd was confident that stoning the woman found in adultery was the right thing to do. And legally, they were right. Everybody was confident Jesus was crazy when he said, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. What? And they all left. And and he even looked at the disciples and said, you going to leave me too? Confident. I mean, confident. And I've been sitting here watching. And I've been praying how I approach this as your pastor. And even if I'm not your pastor, we have some people watching online. And I'm going to be important, it's very important for me to tell you, for you to receive what God has for you this morning, you need to put your thought process you need to put your preconceived notion, you need to put everything at the altar this morning and just listen to the word I'm seeking to you this morning. You need to do it. The only way for you to receive what you need to receive this morning is to put it down. Because I have a sphere of influence that touches all areas of each storm that we have been touched by. And I do not want to simply speak words that sound good as sound bites for, for TikTok, but I want to walk in my mandated calling for the season. So here we are. Philippians chapter two, verses one through four. And if you, if you don't want to turn there, you can just take the notes. And, and we've got it up there. And this is the New King James Version. And but I want to read it to you in the Passion. Can I read it to you in the Passion Translation? So you're probably not going to be able to read it in your Bible. Most of you probably don't have the Passion. Uh, I, I go New King James Version, and you're going to be screened. But listen to me. <clears throat> Look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the anointed one. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You are experienced a deepened friendship with the Holy Spirit and felt his tender affection and mercy. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. Be, no, listen, verse three is just something. Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. Verse 1 and 2 says, You've met Jesus and you love it. Now it's time for your unity to show it. It's time for your countenance to show it. It's time for it to be clear where the body is and who's not part of the body. It's time to be clear where the church is and where the church is not. It's time to be clear who the followers of Christ are and the followers of American religion are. It is time to be clear who is a saved, sanctified, new creation. All old has passed away. All old, everything has become new and a gold polished, I spoke it two weeks ago. So where do we find ourselves? Start from the beginning. Psalms 119.105 says, your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Psalms 119.11 says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Stop there. You know how I said it feels like you have all these little kids just yelling at you, talking and everything. You hear all these opinions he says, I don't care about those opinions. My word is a lamp into your feet and a light into your path. And you will, h- I-, I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against you. That means if the word is not in you, it's very easy for you to walk the way you think Jesus would walk. But you don't look like him and we're actually sinning because we're not walking according to the word of God. We're walking towards the opinion of what I think the word says or even if I know what the word says I've got to walk according to the word so pastor Chris how do we walk through all of these things we're seeing we go to the word well what about this person that person we go to the word I know but you know it's I I need someone to explain it to me great okay as long as we go to the word oh but I love this pastor Before you go to me, go to the word. The the word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. So if I know what the word says, we're going to read what the word says this morning. Amen. Amen. And what I love about this is this. And Terrence, I'll look at you. I know preaching this this morning, some people are going to be angry and upset because it may be speaking things that they're not comfortable with, but it's okay because I'm just reading the word. Just reading the word. But Pastor Chris, what happens if somebody online sees it and they never want to come? If the word offends you, I would much rather have a church of 10 people that look like Jesus, that sound like Jesus, than, do, than, than have a thousand million people in the building and no one can tell the difference between the church and the world. So what does the word say? I brought my seat up here so I'd sit. And the first thing we're going to see, and I need you to follow with me. You need to go to Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six. Now, some of you might be new, go, wow, he's excited. I haven't broke anything yet, right? (laughs) I don't have a sledgehammer, nothing like this. I do need a towel. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. If you're there, give me an amen. Amen. Okay. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It wouldn't say be strong in the Lord and be power of his might if we wouldn't be tempted to be strong in our lordship and in our power. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That means we'll be tempted to just put on the pieces of armor that fit comfortably. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That means that there is a great chance people will go out in good intentions and get destroyed because they did not put their armor on and they were not looking at the devil that was attempting to kill them. Verse 12. For we do not... Wrestle against flesh and blood. That means we will always fight with the temptation to fight against flesh and blood. That means that that will be an utmost fight of ours. Saul was not David's enemy, though we tried to spear him. The Saul inside of David was the enemy. Some of you have no clue what I just said. Saul was not David's biggest enemy. It was the Saul within David because David would have become another Saul if God would not have used Saul to kill the Saul within David. Your enemy is not your biggest enemy. It's are you going to allow God to kill the enemy inside of you? Are you going to allow the enemy to eat your lunch? We're looking at the wrong enemy but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and in heavenly places. Therefore, take up, what? Don't, don't you understand? Isn't it funny how it's already told us twice that there is gonna be a great option to take only part of the armor? Have you? Isn't it funny how it said it twice already in a few scriptures? Thank you. I appreciate you. I need my towel. I'm sweating up here. Thank you, wifey. I appreciate you. Mm, He that finds a wife finds a good thing. See, y'all are learning. I'm proud of you. Ready? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Now, I'm going to teach you something real quick. Withstand, we we have a messed up vision of what withstand is. Withstand, sometimes we're thinking just barely holding on, right? Just if I can only make it, if I make it to heaven, that's all I need to do, brother, is make it to heaven. and just want to hear that trumpet. Do, 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 do. That's all I want to hear. And that's the way we think. But the problem is, is withstand is actually almost the word of like anahistamine, anti, to stand against. It actually means stand face to face holding your ground. It doesn't mean to barely hold on. That means stand face to face, holding your ground, not moving. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. That means truth will be a debated topic, very much so when you stand against the enemy it'll be what's your truth what's your truth what's your truth sorry it doesn't matter what your truth is it's what is the truth the i am truth. the way the truth the life no one goes to the father except through me not through your truth not through your version of the truth not what i think truth is what is the truth right. having put on the breastplate of righteousness First is knowing the truth. Second thing is is how we live it out and walk it out. I'm going to tell you something real fast. The breastplate of righteousness is heavy to wear. But it destroys so many people when they do not walk it. Because what we do is we just cloak it over and we hide it up. And we will hide our wounds instead of carry the weight of the cross of righteousness. And having... Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. When's the last time you shared the gospel with someone? Above all, taking the shield of faith, would you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one? Did it say the posts of somebody different politically than you? Oh my gosh. My Bible must be wrong. Did it say that you will be able to quench all the fiery darts? of somebody that is uh, 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 of a different opinion than you? No, it says the fiery darts of the evil one. And so often we're sitting here, I'm ready for you, I'm ready for you. And the enemy's like, they ain't even looking at me. And we're like, oh, they hurt me again. Oh, they hurt me again. Oh, they hurt me again. And we're blaming the people in front of us and the enemy's having a heyday because we're not even looking at him. We're blaming the person in front of us. We're blaming the person in front of us instead of the enemy that's picking us off. And guess what? Even if we knock him out, he's going to find someone else for us to blame. He'll find someone else for us to blame. Saul was done. David become king. Absalom steps right back up. There's always an Absalom after a Saul. There's always a trial after another because you live in a world of broken people. And if we focus on anything other than the wiles of the enemy, and if we focus on everything else, we will be eaten alive and blame it on the person on the other side of the shield. Being watchful, this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to be known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains. Hold on, who's writing this book? Paul. Who in here in this building has been imprisoned in prison for your faith? Raise your hand. Anybody in here been jailed for your faith? I haven't. Yet a man is is telling me, the very people that put him in jail are not the enemy the very one that's telling me this, that wrote under the candlelight in a prison cell says they're not your enemy. Sometimes we've got to really understand what it's saying here. Paul was abused. Paul was beaten. Paul was stoned. Paul was all of these things, yet he knew who his true enemy was. So let's go back to verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. That means if you thought I was going somewhere before, My next statement, I'm going to look at you so you know that it's okay, all right? Because people may walk out. I love you, Pastor Lee. That means our enemy is not Barack Obama our enemy is not Donald Trump our enemy is not Nancy Pelosi our enemy is not Republicans our enemy are not Democrats our enemies not crooked cops our enemies are not racists our enemies are not protesters our enemies are not rioters our enemies are not haters our enemies are not CNN our enemies not Fox News none of them and if we keep fighting them the enemy doesn't have to sweat it doesn't have to sweat because here's the issue It's easy for me to point at them. It's easy to fight for that because we're so carnally minded. We don't realize there's a spiritual battle going on. And here's the thing. Even if I eliminate all the racists, there will still be a spirit of fear and hate and sin. If our goal is to eliminate all the terrorists, there will still be a spirit of uh, of fear, hate, and sin. I start with this because we cannot even get a clear glimpse of walking out kingdom purposes on how we fight if we're fighting the wrong fight. If Saul is the enemy who is a professional killer, then we never get Paul. If Saul is the enemy, we never get Paul. If Saul is the enemy, am I saying what Saul did is right? No, he killed Christians. He killed Christians. Am I saying, whatever, everything's going on between uh, political parties and COVID and, and the death of, 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 of black brothers and sisters and riots, if I tell you we can search every one of them out, if we take out every Antifa, rioter, bull stuff, whatever it is, if we take it all out, there's still a spiritual battle we have to fight. If we go get every racist and we take them and ship them to the moon, there's still a spirit of fear and hate that will birth it in another Heart. we can take them all away because they're not the issue they're a symptom of the issue they're a symptom they're a symptom the, mm. this is not easy because we easily cling to the identity of our pain or our passion the hard part about focusing on the correct enemy is we have a tendency to focus on our pain our loss, or our frustration rather than the victory that Jesus accomplished at the cross. We must be careful that we look for people that, that agree with our pain without pushing us to be healed or to heal others. If we are called to war against principalities and powers, we must be weary of listening to people who only speak flesh and blood. If we are called to war against principalities and powers, then we must be weary to only listening to people who only speak flesh and blood. And if I don't fight my enemies, what do I do? Love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. Love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. And it feels fake. I have to love my biological father, that does not want to be in my life. Because I know that if I see him as the enemy, I'll fight him and the enemy will stab me and I'll one day look just like him. Or I'll just put a wound on my children. They never know who stabbed them. It feels fake. But I wonder how fake it felt when you were sitting there and Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus Seriously, they knew what they were doing. They stabbed you, they beat you, they hurt you, they called you names, they ripped your beard out, they stabbed you in the side, and you're going to say, forgive them? Yes, because they know not what they do. See, the way the church loves, See how we love people says more about our relationship with Jesus than anything else. That means if somebody falls in the house, it's a lot more on how we treat them after they fall than not just talking about it, but if we love them. Cole, I give you my word. If you ever mess up, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to bring you in close. We're going to walk close. I'm going to carry you on my shoulder. I'm going to fight for you. And you know what? Guess what, Cole? That means sometimes people won't know the things that have happened between you and me. Well, didn't you bring correction to Cole? Yeah, I'm just not going to blast it in front of everybody. That was just between me and Cole. I'm not saying that because Cole's been doing anything. I, I say that because Cole and I have walked through some things. How in the world am I going to preach a Jesus of love if I can't even love the people in this dang room? What? pastor Chris does that mean you're agreeing with their sin no I'm just following the way my savior did that says come a little closer baby come a little closer sit with me Peter I know you denied me but say three times that you'll feed my sheep Peter I know you cut his ear off but baby come here now you live by the sword you die by the sword come a little closer Thomas I know you doubted that it was really me but oh so I'm gonna do something through you David I knew you stood on top of the uh, of the thing and looked at, at, at a woman and she was bathing but I'm gonna tell you what, I'm going to forgive you. Oh, I know that you've been maybe done wrong seven times, but he says, forgive him. Seventy times, seven. Forgive him. I'm not saying we celebrate sin, but we celebrate putting people back on the shoulders of Jesus. We don't celebrate when someone does wrong. We heal them. We bring them up. We bring them closer. It's how I love you. That will speak louder than how I preach. How I love you. How I love you, Jorge. We've walked together for quite a while, haven't we? Have you and I have had some some tough conversations before? Who knows about them in here? No one. And you know what'll happen, Jorge? People will wonder if I'm even shepherding you, right? Not knowing that you and I've sat in my vehicle more times than I could count. Saying, what does Jesus look like? Jordan, where's Jordan at? Jordan's out there doing security. Jordan, how many conversations have you and I had? How many times have we had tough conversations? How many of them do people in this room know about? None of them. Because it's not my job to save face with anybody. My job is to be your pastor and your heart of season. Amen. Have I ever been easy on you when it comes to stuff you need to fix? No, we've had some tough conversations. Do you know what? I rejoice with you when fruit shows. Amen? Amen. Told you. That's why we left the door open. Who is our enemy, number one? That's why I took my watch off. I've got to say what God said. I'm not going to ramble. I have notes, I promise. So the first thing is, is this. What the word says is, who is our right enemy? Who's our true enemy? Second, are you kingdom focused? Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. See, when I seek first ye the kingdom When the kingdom runs into anything in me that is not Jesus, I have to choose who my Lord is. But you know what happens, Andre? Our hearts and lives outside the kingdom, if we're not living under kingdom principles, we operate with democracy principles. And I just vote who I want to follow better. Do I want to, oh, I vote my pain as president, so everything we do is going to follow what that president says. Oh, I'm going to let my, my unforgiveness be president today. Oh, I'm going to let my passion be present today. And have we ever been felt like we were just led by to and fro by things we were feeling? When we don't operate kingdom wise, we operate with a democracy of our flesh. And that changes every four years, four minutes, four days. And all of a sudden we're wondering why there's so much chaos. Because in a kingdom, you don't vote in a king. It's what the king says. It's what the king does. So I don't go through here and say, "Uh, I may veto this bill. This is an edict from the king that says fix it or get out the kingdom. Sit down, Chris. I'm going to look at you again. You know one way to see if we're kingdom focused? Matthew 12:34 says, out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. Ready? And I need you to hear, because I'm going to say some people in here that you love. That means if we quote Donald Trump or Martin Luther King more than we quote the word, then we need an adjustment if we quote CNN or Fox more than we quote and listen to the Holy Spirit, we need an adjustment. If we associate more with a political party than we associate with the body, we need adjustment. If I see myself as a citizen of the United States before I see myself as a citizen of the kingdom of God, I have an adjustment. Do you know the gospel was in Africa before it ever touched these shores? But yet we think that we have a corner market on the gospel. Sometimes I worry... And I talked to Jordan about this before. We we care more about the colors red, white and blue than we care about the red color of my Jesus's blood. Listen, I'm I'm as American as you can get. But I think sometimes we can we can get real focused on praising the the church of Americana and instead of praising the church of Jesus Christ and just praising Jesus Christ and being a part of the body. If we know more statistics about social issues and COVID than we know about the purpose of living today, we need an adjustment. Do you have 2020 vision? The issue is not who we quote, yet does what we quote line up with the word of God. Am I saying we're not supposed to know about social issues? Absolutely not. You better believe I'm in, I'm in the midst of all of them. Does that mean that we shouldn't, we shouldn't know the news? No, You need to know what's going on in the world. Does that mean that we should just that, that, that we should not have any outside sources? No, I've studied Martin Luther King, but I know some people that can quote his work more than they know the word, and we've got to be careful for quoting a man that was more in love with the word than his own words. Right. But can I give you a hard part when you're kingdom focused? It can be lonely. Standing with God's purpose and kingdom vision can be lonely because you will be misjudged. Can I show you a picture real quick? Put it up there real fast. Turn down the lights. And you can cut down the colored lights if you want to as well. What do you see? Someone tell me, what do you see? Someone kneeling right I see some I like the boy's shoes too what do you see you see a sign what's on the sign we had to cut it out what else do you see who's in the background oh now we see me in the background how do you miss that forehead listen okay 2020 vision because it'll say, is better one or two. I see a boy that I've been working with years and had my life invested in him back in school for years, but you don't see that. I said I needed to pray, and he put his sign down and put the language backwards and kneeled down with me. But if all you see is me next to a sign and we see it through our view of what we want to see, you'll miss the story behind it. What do you see? Yeah. See, if you see it, well, Pastor Chris, what if that's, what's a person that says something this about cops? Don't you have good friends that are cops? Jesus was in the midst of the worst broken. So we're going to go somewhere real fast and I need one minute of your time. Turn the lights up. Do you know where I'm going to be today at five o'clock? Downtown. Do you know what's going on downtown? It's a protest. Do you know what the protest is? Black Lives Matter. Do you know what will happen? People will sit there and say, "Well, Pastor Chris, do you agree with every sign? Nope, but I know this is where Jesus would be. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because if, if, I, if I can't be amongst people that need Jesus, I can't expect osmosis to happen when they drive by the church. If I don't go, who's going to go? Yeah, talk about it. Who's going to go? I remember one time we were at, we were uh, at a party birthday party, and they said, hey, Pastor Chris, let's go uh, play pool. I was like, oh, man, you don't want that smoke, but we're going to play some pool. And where do we go? I had no clue. We pull up to playoffs. Far downtown. You should have seen the look on their eyes when I walked in this place. Coach Larson, I'm getting you a shot. No, I'm good, man. I'm just here to play pool. And I'm sitting there. And someone goes, you shouldn't be here, Chris. I say, like, why? Isn't this exactly where I need to be? Actually, man, I've been looking for you. We need to talk. <laughs> Tears falling off his cheek into his beer. He ain't going to walk in this church. And he ain't going to find Jesus because of a Facebook post. Jesus is sitting at the table of Tax collectors and thieves and prostitutes and horrible people And they said, who does he think he is sitting with them? And he says, it's not the healthy that need a doctor. It's the sick. And what we are trying to do is hold on to our saving grace and just don't get too dirty before Jesus comes back. When the truth is, is this, the the, the parable of the talents, one of the biggest talents we've received is Jesus Christ. And do I want to bury it? And I know that I have to have Jesus. And other people are saying, no, 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 no. I got saved, but I'm going to find somebody else. I got saved and I'm going to find 10 more people. I got saved and I'm going to find 15 more people. The only thing going to heaven is people, not political parties, not your flags, not your jobs, not your anything other. People are going to heaven. And I would hate to stand before Jesus and say, thank you for dying for all of us. But I was afraid to look stupid, so I just need a party for one. Just a party for one. I have a table set for many, party for one. Mm, the parable of inviting a bunch of people so they went and got homeless people and broken people and all of a sudden isn't that the parable he says nobody wanted to come nobody wanted to come to the party nobody wanted to come to the table so he said go find homeless people go find broke people go find the worst people go find the people no one wants because there's seats at my table stop trying to make the church look just like us so that people feel safe when they come in this is not the church this is just a building but we are called to walk out the church and if we don't go in the world and share the gospel I'm afraid of what's going to happen when we make excuses before the king it can be lonely it could be lonely it's easy to misread it can be lonely until we have clear vision we will constantly go through seasons of one or two. One or two. One or two. If you change the way you see all of these things we're going through, you see it as opportunities to get your mind kingdom focused, for you to begin to walk in your kingdom mandate, you're going to keep going through seasons that say season one or two. What's better, was one or two? Oh, Lord, God, leave me alone with that. I just want to be here. All right, you're going to walk through it again. One or two. Well, You know why I know that? Go do a study on how many times the people of God had to go back into slavery and back into slavery, and then they repented and said, oh God, and back into slavery. Until we have clear vision, we will constantly go through seasons of one or two. And last, they need... The gospel. They need Jesus Christ. And I'm talking everyone. The answer is not another election year. The answer is not another legislative act. And I'm not saying those aren't important. I'm saying that's not the answer. Because everybody thought Rome had the answer. And where are they today? Everybody thought it was all the way we can legislate it and do it. No, we need to understand the answer was happened upon a cross that Jesus said, I've got, I've got blood that's strong enough to forgive for every sin that's ever happened and every sin that's going to happen. I've got a sacrifice that's going to be able to cover up a multitude of sins that bring me your worst and I will show you a Paul. Bring me your worst and I'll show you a Peter. Bring me your worst. I'm not intimidated by sin. I'm not intimidated by the world. That's the very thing that needs it.